Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Interesting stuff in the injury report yesterday for the Colts against the Texans game coming up this Sunday. This is Breakfast with Kent for Thursday, December 2nd, 2021. We're brought to you by the great people at today's dentistry. Dr. Mike O'Neill, best dentist in the world. Call him 317-849-2933. He's been my dentist the last 28 years. I love going because I know it's a positive investment in my overall health. Let's talk about sports. All right, the Colts, they had six guys who didn't practice yesterday. It's all right. They are all expected to play. DeForest Buckner, a little bit on shaky ground, but after his injury, Last Sunday, he played really well in the second half. Buckner, Leonard, Kelly, Nelson, uh, who am I missing? Um, Doyle, Sendejo, did not practice yesterday. Like I said, they're all expected to play. Plus, good news, Kari Willis is uh, being designated to return. That means he could be available. He's going to go this week. They're going to evaluate him. Maybe he goes on Sunday. Maybe he doesn't. The Colts have three weeks to activate him from the time they designate him to return. So he could go this week, might not go this week. Sendejo has played well in his stead. However, it would be great to have Kari Willis back. For the Texans, what's interesting is they didn't practice at all yesterday based upon advice from medical staff who said we're just too sick. There's so many guys ill that having practice would be medically unsound. So the Texans didn't practice yesterday. They would have been full pads, weren't, had virtual meetings, did what they needed to do, they think, to be able to prepare for the Colts, but didn't practice at all. Uh, Three of the guys who are on the Texans injury report as ill, David Johnson, Brandon Cooks, and Chris Conley, their two best receivers, and of course Johnson, their best running back, now that Ingram is a New Orleans Saint. What are you going to do? At full strength, what the Texans did the first time they played the Colts was lost 31-3. And Jonathan Taylor ran roughshod over the the Texans. 14 carries, 145 yards, two touchdowns. T.Y. Hilton had four catches, 80 yards, his most productive day as a Colt this season. He always destroys the Texans 
Hopefully the Colts roll into Houston this weekend, get a win, because with a win, their odds to go to the playoffs jump to 62%. If they lose, the odds of the Colts going to the playoffs fall like a stone to 23%. This is a huge game. They want to go to the playoffs. You've got to win this game. Then you go into the bye week, you get healthy, you come back to Lucas Oil Stadium, you kick the living hell out of Belichick and the New England Patriots. How about that for a plan? Um, Who do you want to have win otherwise this weekend? Kind of tough games, right? Because you got the Chargers and the Bengals, both vying for wild card berths. Uh, You've got, of course, Washington playing the Raiders. You'd like to see the Raiders lose. They're the AFC team, right? You'd like to see the Ravens beat the Steelers, but not by all that much. If all the teams that you would guess you would want to see uh, win, and maybe more importantly lose this weekend, it affects the Colts' playoff opportunity by about 3% one way or the other, in the positive fashion, not one way or the other. So that's kind of where the Colts stand headed into today's practice. We'll see what happens with Houston. Are they going to be able to go today? Are they going to be sick again today? Kind of a weird situation when medical staff, and nobody tested positive for COVID, according to the Texans. So this is an illness that is not COVID-related, causing the Texans to cancel practice. Uh, Pacers got screwed last night, flat out screwed. Kevin Herter pulled down Chris Duarte on kind of a breakaway layup, uh, a transition layup late in the game that would have given the Pacers a one-point lead with not so much time left on the clock. Instead, Duarte misses the finger roll. It comes back the other way. Trey Young gets fouled, knocks down the two foul shots. Brogdon misses a full court almost. Heave at the end of the game that would have tied it, didn't. So the Pacers lose last night, 114-111. Their eighth game. Their eighth loss this season, eight of four points or less. Nobody else in the NBA has uh, more than four, and that's the Celtics. The Colts or the Pacers have lost eight by four points or less. I don't get it. We'll see what happens. Hopefully, they get this thing straightened out because right now the Pacers are so far on the outside looking in toward the playoffs that you can't see it. Pacers got to find a way to close tight games, or all they got to look forward to is another pick inside the lottery. I still think that Duarte's got a shot at the rookie of the year. I know they aren't starting him. I know he gets a little bit petulant. Look, the one thing you cannot do as a rookie in the NBA is get twisted with the officials because the officials will screw you. Duarte got twisted with the officials the other night, got run from the game. That was why they lost. You could look at it this way. They lost by two at Minnesota. He got thrown out uh, of the game, two technicals. The foul shots were the killers against the Pacers. Duarte cannot get sideways with the officials. You got to curb that temper and and understand that you're a rookie and you're going to earn your calls. You can't expect your calls. So... Uh, there you go. I told you two days ago that Notre Dame was going to hire Marcus Freeman, the defensive coordinator, as their head coach. He's 35 years old. He's done a great job recruiting. 
Notre Dame's defense is kind of their calling card. Marcus Freeman is going to be the next head coach. Uh, you know, it, it, I, I'm really interested. Um, Brian Kelly becomes the new head coach of LSU. And reports are that he offered Tommy Reese a job down there as the offensive coordinator, offered Marcus Freeman a job down there as the offensive coordinator. Both those guys, or defensive coordinator. Both those guys hold those positions up in South Bend. Is that Brian Kelly being a good guy, want, wanting to treat his staff well, or is it Brian Kelly being a bad guy, wanting to strip mine his former employer of their best and brightest young coaching talent? I don't know. I, I can see it both ways. A lot of Notre Dame people are going to look at Brian Kelly and say, what the hell are you doing? You know, why are you doing this, right? Tommy Reese is staying with Notre Dame. Marcus Freeman, like I said, is really, really likely to become the next head coach. And so, uh, I don't know. I, I guess it depends on how you view Kelly, through what prism you view him, as to whether you think he's being a good guy to Reese and Freeman or whether he's being a really bad guy to Notre Dame. Jack Swarbrick has been thinking about this because Jack Swarbrick is a really, really smart guy. Um, I used to sit in meetings that he chaired with the Big Ten uh, Tournament Organization Committee, right, organizing committee downtown in the media committee. And he would come in and he'd say, especially at the end of the tournament, I loved his process. He's like, okay, great job, tear it down, build it back up. He was very process-oriented in everything that he did, and I'm sure that he is being process-oriented in what he does in this coach search, which I think was conducted on an ongoing basis because there is nothing more important at Notre Dame than who the football coach is. So Jack always had a list, always knew what he was going to do, anticipated always that a coach is going to leave and had replacements kind of vetted and ready to be pursued. And Marcus Freeman, I think, is going to wind up being the guy, and I've heard he is going to be the guy. So there you go. This thing is going to be put to bed quickly. Notre Dame doesn't want to lose the momentum it's built. Right prior to uh, the early signing day, There's uh, this, this is an easy call for Jack Swarbrick. Whether it winds up being the right call or not, that's a completely different conversation. But it's an easy call in the abstract as we look at it today. Marcus Freeman going to be the head coach. Um, Indiana fans were psychotic. Sometimes we get mad after a win. This time we got happy after a loss. Indiana loses in two overtimes to Syracuse. You know what? Good. They got better during the game. Indiana fans, especially old heads, who've been around since night, they understand that it's a process throughout the season. We've seen it before. We saw it in 87 when they won a national championship. We saw it through the early 90s with Cheney and the Grams and, uh, and Bailey and Henderson, how those teams got better throughout the year. We saw it in 1981 for those who go back that far. That team started 7-5. and five. They wound up winning a national championship without allowing any opposing team to come within 10 points of them throughout the course of the tournament. They got better, always looking for improvement, always looking for the light at the end of the tunnel and hoping it's not an oncoming train. That's what Indiana fans do, and that's what we're doing now. Four overtimes last night for Nebraska. Look, 
you shouldn't need Nebraska to go on the road to North Carolina State and lose in four overtimes to feel really good about playing Nebraska at Simon Scott Assembly Hall a couple of days later, but that is where we are. Uh, Nebraska coming to Simon Scott Assembly Hall this Saturday at noon, and they went deep. 60 minutes of basketball last night in their loss. That means uh, sore legs, sore everything, and they're going to come into Bloomington, and they're just going to want it to be over, and hopefully Indiana accommodates them. Um, Congrats to Tom Crean last night. Tom Crean, big fan of the show. Uh, His Georgia team beat number 18 Memphis, 82-79. Georgia, since Crean got there, hadn't been terribly good. But last night, they got a big win against a ranked opponent, and we congratulate Tom Crean. Happy day, Tom Crean. The Major League Baseball lockout, the Players Association is going to lose. Rob Manfred was hired as the commissioner of baseball to win this negotiation. That's why he's there. He's not a great steward of of baseball or Major League Baseball in any other way. What he is is a hired hand at a conference table who can win a negotiation. And he's going to win this one because public support is going to favor the owners. And here's why. Max Scherzer. Best pitcher in baseball, I don't think there's any question about that. When everybody's healthy, Scherzer is awesome. Granted, he's 38 years old, but he just signed a three-year deal worth $130 million. The Cubs signed right before the lockout began. They signed Marcus Stroman. Marcus Stroman was 10-13 and last year, and I I know we don't care much about wins and losses. Stroman, three years, $71 million. How about this? Javi Baez, former Cubs, signed with the Detroit Tigers, six years, $140 million. You cannot cry poor. You cannot, with a straight face, sit at that conference table and tell the owners, we need more. It's just not plausible. And it's not going to be plausible for fans. And they are going to favor, as horrific as that is, they're going to favor the owners in this thing. And so the owners are going to wind up winning. Maybe they concede something. Players want more teams in the playoffs because it means more money, and a bigger pie means more money for the players, blah, 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 blah. I don't know how you accommodate 12 teams in the playoffs. I don't know how that would work. What are you going to play until, like, mid-November, for God's sake? But whatever. It is what it is. That's what the players want. Maybe the owners concede because they want more money too. I don't know. But the things that the Players Association wants are not going to be granted to them because they ask for them and because they, they sit and have seven-minute meetings as the you know doomsday clock ticks. And that's what happened prior to the lockout. They had a seven-minute meeting and uh, yada, yada, yada. There's a lockout. All right, let's celebrate some birthdays on what is going to be a lovely Thursday in uh, Central Indiana, fantastic Thursday, 60-degree temperatures, nice. Going to see the sun today, which is unusual in the state of Indiana during the month of December. Uh, Mick Tidrow, no relation, I don't believe, to Dick Tidrow, former relief pitcher for the Yankees and the Cubs. He's celebrating a birthday. Lee Folger, happy birthday. Dennis Myers, Eric Fisher, Megan Brown, Jeff Beeson, Joe Culp, the great Don Hauser. Celebrating a birthday, the great Mark Walpole, happy birthday. The great Donnie Lilly, happy birthday. Uh, Mike Mayevsky, 
Happy birthday, Andrew Shelton and Kathy Searing Dooling. Happy birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, what do you do? You pay somebody an honest and specific compliment. You celebrate others. You lift them up. You don't pull them down. Let's go. Let's live. Let's make today our masterpiece in, uh, in honor of the great John Wooden, who would have been about, I mean, what, at this point, uh, 111 years old, right? Still, wisdom. Listen to your elders, kids, right? John Wooden, top of the list. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.